This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy Weekend Breakfast with Paul and Ando. We would like to say a very warm welcome to Joy Weekend Brecky, Heath Thorpe. Good morning, Heath. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And you're right, Australian gymnastic... Royalty. Royalty. Yes. I keep wanting to say Olympic, but you will be Olympic soon. Oh, I hope so. Within the next two years. So welcome to the Pride Centre. Um, isn't that an amazing building here? Yeah, it's really beautiful. I heard about it and I only realised it was actually in this building and it's very, very cool. It is. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking off air then because you you're based in Sydney. Mm-hmm. You've made a special trip down here to say hi to the friends and fam and to pop into joy. Yeah, basically. First and foremost, joy, but then family comes second. But yeah, well, well, there you go. I'm glad to know we're on that priority list, Ando. Hey, yeah, exactly. Um, and we uh, we spoke to you, I think, last time you were in Belgium. Belgium or Brussels? Yeah. No, it was Belgium, but Belgium. Brussels is in Belgium. Oh, is it? I oh, yeah, see. I'm so bad. Thank you. I'm so bad at geography. I did say that before. Oh, you've you've got a learned traveller here. I know. He's been around the world. Okay. Um, so yeah, you were at training camp. It was it Gwent. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm yeah. not going to try and correct you on that one. But yeah, <laughs> um, and then yeah, you went off and did the the world in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, so I had the World Cups in Paris and Hungary, and that's basically when I spoke to you guys. And then I went off to Liverpool like two or three weeks later for my first World Championships, which was really great. So just give us a, a quick understanding there. What's the difference between the competition in Paris and what actually happened in Liverpool? Yeah, so Paris is specific to apparatus, so it's basically for specialists. Um, well, the World Championships is an all-around and team competition, and it's like a much deeper field. It's like a couple hundred gymnasts from all around the world. Wow. Um, yeah, it's probably it's definitely more competitive than the Olympics. Easier to qualify to, obviously, but it's yeah the most expensive field in gymnastics, so it's very cool. You wow. mentioned price there, expensive. Uh, you're <laughs> self-funded in your career in this sport aren't you yeah that's very true is it in this in the realm of sports and i'm not a sportsman is it up there with like it is it one of the most expensive kind of sports to do because of the travel required and Mm. yeah i I think it's like unique in the sense as well that it's not as accessible as other sports like you can't just go play it on a field so i don't know the equipment is very expensive the coaching is very expensive and then of course when you get to this level the travel is also very very expensive uh some competitions are funded some aren't it really kind of just all depends um it's a bit of a luck of the draw but yeah it's definitely not a cheap sport to do yeah Wow. So you're going to be hanging out with us all uh, for, for a, a little while this morning. So we're going to go talk to... I asked Heath um, uh, off air a couple of days ago, what was some of your favourite music? And I've got to say, you've got impeccable taste. Ooh. Thank you. Impeccable taste. There was, there was 10 songs that Heath gave me. Yeah. This is, we, have, we haven't got many of them on the Joy system, so I had to try and download some stuff. So this is one I'm just going to play here. And uh, it's from a, a band called um, Duran Jones. Oh, and the uh, the indications, and this is called Ride or Die. Take a listen to this. It's got a very nice 60s, 70s vibe. It's part of your training routine, Heath. Uh, not quite, but yeah. <laughs>
That was um, Duran Jones there on Indications, Ride or Die. And I was just saying, um, it's reminded me, well done, you got the movie. It's very Jackie Brown from Tarantino's movie. Yeah, the music is is just phenomenal. Hey, thanks for that. Hey, on the topic of music, though, and remember, I'm not a gymnast, which I know you look at me and you kind of thought, how could you not be? (laughs) I'm going to say two words and watch your response. Floor music. Mm. Um, <gasps> oh, he just pursed his <laughs> lips at me. Talk to me about floor music. No, so floor music is only specific to women's gymnastics. So men don't use floor music. Uh, there's nothing actually against the rules to stop us, but mm. I don't actually think it would help your score at all. Oh, yeah. you'd be judged, would you? Um, well, it's more that you only have 75 seconds. And if you're going to fill it with choreography that doesn't contribute to your difficulty, then there'd be no point. So, okay. Yeah. So you just keep it out. Yeah, because in women's, the dance skills are actually valued, while in men's, it's not a thing. So genderedly different, isn't it? Very. Well, let's stick with that for a second, because that's one of the things we talked about last time, is that mm. you applied to the uh, the international gymnastics body, I call mm-hmm. fee, I guess, mm-hmm. um, trying to get some of those artistic moves added in, specifically leaps. Mm. Um, just give us a quick recap of, of that story. Yeah, so I guess I always did like leaps and essentially what they are they're just like jumps and they kind of have like splits in them and turns and stuff it's actually quite difficult but I don't think they look as complex as people think they are um but I always did them naturally and then once I got into international gymnastics I realized I couldn't compete them because they're not in the rule book essentially the book which we call the code of points which essentially allows us to choose our routines and you know um pick our skills so I submitted it and I think I was the first male in history to do so um, in hopes that it was going to get valued as a skill but unfortunately it got knocked back so that did not happen but I still competed a leap at Worlds just for the sake of it Um, didn't actually help my score but I kind of wanted to do it out of a little bit of a protest I guess (laughs) and do you think they'll go back and reconsider that Heath? I think they might be more open to it in the next uh, Olympic quad because they reassess the code of points every four years so it okay. would be like to be fair, it would be a major kind of overhaul. Um, they would have to incorporate and consider some things, but I hope I hope they consider it at least for the next Olympic cycle. I mean, I think I think you're ahead of your time uh, a little bit, and, and the reason I'm saying that there's a story that just broke uh, only two days ago. So Emma Corrin, she's an actress who has played Princess Diana in the Crown, the new series. Currently that's, watching, yeah. 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 Um, so Emma Corrin um, classifies as a, a non-binary gender neutral person mm-hmm. and has has come out only yet yesterday and said oh, well. they've they've been a they've been appointed to potentially win um an acting award and have been placed into the women's category mm-hmm. and emma's come out and said actually i find it a little bit odd yeah. that i'm being placed into a category that i don't necessarily feel comfortable mm-hmm. why do we have gender specific categories why don't we just have best actor yeah that covers everybody Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, where you're at with some of the gymnastic stuff is actually there, there should be a blurring of those lines because some of the skills and I was watching, you know, some guys trying to, to do work on, on the, the bench, uh, the, the, the beam, the beam, the, the, beam. the, 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 the ladies do, sorry, yeah, the beam, the lady beam. Um, <laughs> which they were really struggling with, which is, you yeah. know, super difficult. And then, then you try and understand some of the moves that you're talking about in terms of leaps that are uh, a female only at the moment is mm. that they're also bloody difficult to do. And therefore, why should some of those skills not actually be crossing over across the competitions? Yeah, well, as you said, everything comes back to gender and gender norms and stereotypes. Doesn't it? So it's it's quite wild to actually think about how enrooted it is in the sport. But um, 
Yeah. It's pretty deep. I, I think, you know, just going back to that thing about some of those skills, they are, they are different skills, aren't they? Doing some of those exercises and those yeah, um, very Like they require a lot more flexibility and that's something we focus on less in men's gymnastics. So it's not something you could do overnight. It's something that's taken me years of practice. But yeah. Like the kick. Yeah. Leap. Leap. Well, kick. <laughs> kick. No, kick. Leap. There's kicks as well. There's kicks. No, I was listening to an interview you did um, in a US podcast and you were talking about that the kick looks easy, but it's actually really, mm. it took you a, a few years to perfect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you've just joined us, we're chatting to elite world-class athlete and gymnast. Hey, Thorpe, make sure you stick around. This next track, oh, American Boy. Champion sound, yeah, yeah Estelle, we about to get down. get down. Who the hottest in the world right now? Just touch down in London town. <laughs> Bet they give me a pound. Tell them put the money in my hand right now. Yes. Set up a motor, we need more seats. We just sold out all the floor seats. Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. Take me to New York, I'd love to Like the way he's speaking, his confidence is peaking. Don't like his baggy jeans, but I'ma like what's underneath it. And no, I ain't been to MIA. I heard the Cali never rains in New York's wide awake. First, let's see the West End. I'll show you to my bedroom. I'm liking this American boy, American boy. Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. Rapping, I know what you're drinking. Rap singer, chain blinger, holla at the next chick soon as you're blinking. What's your persona about this Americana? Rhymer, am I shallow? Cause all my clothes designer. Uh, dress smart like a London bloke. Before he speak, his soup be spoke. 
man, you thought he was cute before. Look at this peacoat, tell me he's broke. <laughs> and I know you ain't into all that. I heard your lyrics, I feel your spirit. But I still talk that cat ass. Cause a lot of wags wanna hear it. And I'm feeling like Mike at his baddest. Like the pips at the gladdest. And I know they love it. So they hell with all that rubbish. Would you be my love? Would you be mine? Would you be my you up for the weekend ahead. It's Joy Weekend Breakfast with Paul and Ando. You're listening to Paul and Ando here with our very special guest, Heath Thorpe, um, World Championship Australian gymnast. Um, Heath, thank you again for joining us this morning. Um, If anyone's got any questions about gymnastics for Heath, drop us a message 0427 569 949. Anything you want to know about world-class gymnastics, why we've got Heath in the studio, now is your opportunity. Um, Heath, we were talking before about the the world's Liverpool how did you get on yeah uh, as i said it was my first world championships and i guess everything is a very novel experience when you're stepping into like a field like that uh but it went really well i managed to finish top 50 in the all-around so essentially what the all-around is it's when we combine our six apparatus scores so we have floor pommel rings vault parallel bars and the horizontal bar so all around's a bit tricky in the fact that you can't really make a mistake as much because if you do your whole total score kind of just like plummets um which kind of happened at the end on pommel but i really hate pommel so i'm just gonna let that one slide it looks it looks stupidly difficult for the idiot in the room can you explain what is that the the horse with the two handles yeah it is okay and you swing it like it's i won't try and do those actions that i just did Uh, no that's okay you must keep banging your legs every time you go it's just like the devil and and (laughs) your your favorite your favorite is the floor yeah, definitely. Or actually, the high bar, like the horizontal bar is up there as well. That's fun. Didn't you get lots of like blisters and things on your hands though? Yeah, I just have like mad like calluses now. So my hands are just kind of yellow. But when I shook your right. hand when you came in the studio just before, <laughs> I didn't know whether it was, I felt it. Like I certainly <laughs> felt like, and I thought, do I say something or not? And now I guess I've said something. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, they're very prominent. So you can't miss them. Wow. Mm. <laughs> First questions come in for you, Heath. Mm. Here we go. Um, this has come from Nick in Northcote. Hi, good morning to you, Nick. Morning, Nick. And Nick says, hey, guys, loving the show. Just curious, is it easier for shorter guys to do gymnastics rather than taller guys? Uh, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, I would say overall, yes, but also being taller has its benefits. When I say taller in gymnastics, I'm like one of the tallest gymnasts when I go to these competitions and I'm like five foot seven, five foot eight. So everyone's quite so small. So six two, no. There's yeah. very few gymnasts okay. that are over six foot, but they're often very good at pommel because they have longer limbs and longer arms, which it's makes the, the swing easier. Yeah, yeah, the swing. Basically, yeah. 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 Oh, that makes much more sense. Mm. But that's mm. it. Then they can't. I guess they could reach those high bars. But then they also touch the ground if they're too tall. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Hey, shifting gears a little bit. Um, you, are one, you were, as far as I know, one of the first or, or that first elite 
gymnast to come out. And and I kind of, there's a part of me that goes, your, why does your queerness or why does your sexuality have to, why is it part of the introduction of who you are? But mm-hmm. I have also heard you say, if I can make a difference for other folks in the world and set an example, I'm happy to kind of talk about it. So I just want to make sure that you are okay to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, of course. Cool. The gym to net. Hmm. What's the, can you explain, Paul, do you know what the gym to net is? I have is? no idea what can you're you talking Can you explain about. firstly to Paul and, and listeners what the gym to net is? Uh, the gym to net is basically just like the fandom of gymnastics. So it's like the online community that, I don't know, are fans of gymnastics and they call themselves oh, okay. the gym to net. The yeah. Gym. yeah. So that's where everyone exchanges information about what's going on. Yes. Because one of the things I was is amazed that you were doing in, in the world was you were actually trying to... I don't know, video and commentate mm. for all the people that could not see what was going yes. on in the actual stadium. And would bit. that have been to the gym to net? It was very much to the gym to net. So I grew up on the gym to net because I was like the biggest gym nerd and I still yeah. am. Whenever I go to these comps, I kind of just like fangirl over everyone. But I'm like supposed to be one of their competitors and they're supposed to be my friends. So, <laughs> But you did fangirl over the American team because they were yeah. there. Some amazing. Mm. I love them. They're great. Um, I actually know most of them as well and they're really wonderful people. So that makes it even better. But yeah. So the role social media on the gym to net played, you, you know, you just said that you grew up on it. Yeah, basically. You also created a, and I, I don't know if it was Instagram or Twitter, something where that videoing of or taking edits and editing. Other, edits, yeah. Yeah. Can you mm. explain what you did? What were you doing? It's really embarrassing. It's just like fan edits. I would just like put these clips together of these gymnasts with like music over the top and transitions and post them. But like to be fair, I was like 16 and I had like 30,000 followers from yes! it at one point. So I was like, it, it went well. But um, yeah, I was kind of like, I don't think I can make fan edits when I am the one competing. Um, but <laughs> but I it just shows it. you how into <laughs> gymnastics you, you know, you really yeah. were at that yeah, age 100% yeah yeah I heard you in an interview speaking of how into gymnastics though that you kind of you're studying or studied communications PR marketing I'm still studying still studying um, yeah it's kind of just I don't know it keeps uh, extending um, okay. I just find myself dropping out of classes when I'm in Europe which isn't the best idea but I'm like one extra year won't hurt sorry mum yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't tell her but <laughs> I, heard, listening. I heard you say in an interview something like um, maybe 2024 maybe 2028 but I kind of want to have I'm not I'm not necessarily going to have a life of gymnastics mm-hmm. I will exit it mm-hmm. what do you mean by that like exit it I think I've just like given so much of my, like the first part of my life to the sport. I would love to explore other things outside of it. Mm -hmm. And it isn't a career that can last for long. So I don't know. There's other things I have to offer besides gymnastics. So one day I'll do that. Fair enough. Yeah. We got some ideas for you career-wise coming up, actually. We'll talk to you in a second. Is it a banger? Okay, for this morning, it's a banger. We've got a song by an Australian singer called Thomas Heaton. Brand new single called Jordan. Um, Thomas is an Australian. Georgia. Georgia. What did I say? Jordan. Jordan. (laughs) Georgia. Georgia. he, Thomas was uh, originally uh, born in the UK, but he's been over here now. And he says this song was written about a girl he used to sit next to in school yeah. called Georgia Dialia. Oh, hi, Georgia. So he said, Georgia, if you ever get to listen to this song, I hope you're doing well. This song is named after you. So this is Joy Weekend's, Joy Weekend's Brecky Banger, new to the daytime playlist here. This is Thomas Heaton, a new single, Georgia. It's not a name, but it's still a state I've never tried to act as straight Then talking to her It's been alright I wouldn't say that she's got good taste She always hates 
On Joy, weekend brekkie with Paul and Ando and special guest Olympic or oh, coming up Olympic. I keep Iowa. wanting to say Olympic. Because it will he, be. It he will be. <laughs> he thought. Thanks for hanging with us this morning. What a banger! Hey? Did you like it? Yeah. Do you know? I I was gonna say something. You know, like, oh, what did you pick that for, Paul? Like I normally would, but I actually found myself bopping away to it. I think I think it was a good one. Yeah, you I like, like it. You like yeah, it? I liked it. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so we were talking. We, we, <laughs> I'm not convinced. We were talking before. Um, your first time doing radio. So new career. You could be a gymnastics commentator. I have thought of this, and it's something I still would consider, but um, I don't know, maybe down the track. We do lots of media training here at Joy, so if you want to come back, <laughs> yeah. we can put you through your paces yeah, about oh, what you guys to do. Yeah. You've got the technical knowledge, we can just give you the mic skills and yep. stuff. Perfect. Sounds nice. like what would you want to do, though, Heath, if you weren't doing this? Um, I think I'm going to work in diversity and inclusion, to be honest. It's kind of just something that I've like naturally fallen into, and it feels very organic to me, so I'll probably stay on that path. I mean, you, your first time here at the Pride Centre here in Victoria, we talked about it's a stunning building. You realise I th- think there's something between like 18 to 20 organisations that are based here. So yeah, everything from Queer Archives, Minus 18, the charity, Switchboard, um, switchboard Health Amazing. Services here. Hairs and Hyenas. Yeah, the bookshop. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And I think, you know, there's only three of these in the world. Mm. And we're so lucky here in Victoria to be able to, um, to have a, a place that's like this. But I think one of the things that we have found as, as people working in the building is that it, it it's a safe space 
and we we take a lot of the stuff for granted and you know mm. the the inclusion that we want to get is um yeah isn't always a given um so yeah i'm sure you've got a, a great opportunity to do some stuff and, and spread the spread the love yeah i think so i already have a few opportunities as an athlete to do so so yeah, yeah. as i use, said continue it use your voice on the topic of equality and inclusion um from a queer perspective as a sport if we listed all the sports in the world, you know, 100 being the most inclusive, uh, one being the most inclusive, 100 being the worst or, or quite homophobic or transphobic, where does gymnastics sit from your experience? Uh, I think it's kind of hard to, like, place it on a scale because each sport has its unique issues in mm-hmm. a sense. And also, I don't know, it's some sports are really great at doing certain things. I think people just make this mistake because it's not seen as a masculine sport, therefore there's no homophobia. But as I've mentioned before, like we often try and hyper-masculinize, you know what I'm trying to say, the sport to combat that stereotype and therefore creates an environment where often queer people aren't welcome. But it is improving. I have to give it credit. And the athletes coming through the younger generation are amazing. So so can I just contrast that with another... Uh, similarly um, gymnastic complicated sport diving mm. H- how come because diving and gymnastics go through some of the same disciplines and you know some of the training mm. is, is very similar mm. how can diving have one culture and gymnastics have such a different one because I think you're right the gymnastics culture is very m- overly masculine mm. almost because mm. people want to try and avoid themselves compensating it's as, a paradox now. yeah <laughs> yeah um, I think you'd find diving is somewhat similar i have quite a few friends in diving and i spoke to them about their experiences when they came out and stuff and whilst it has improved in recent years it still was pretty hard to do so earlier mm. on um i was like lucky enough to become friends with tom daly this year and just like <gasps> talking to him about his experiences was like really interesting um yeah obviously i won't speak too much for him but yeah wow and it's kind of I, the other sport that i put in that kind of mix that's kind of on the surface appears to be quite queer friendly or inclusive that is figure skating Mm. It's kind of like the the non or, or stereotypical non-masculine non masculine non contact sports. Or is it about the contact? Is it? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I think those are the sports that are designed. Uh, those are the sports that are designed. Um, you know, to be to be individual sports, and therefore perhaps are seen to be more friendly. I don't know. It it, it it's a weird one. But I think all sport. You know, we, we've still got yeah, a long, long way to go. Yeah, yeah, most for sure. Hey, this next track, gone back in time. Polly pants. Oh, this was um. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this is probably in the oh. wrong place today. But this is from you last week. We were talking about yeah, one of your favourites. The Carpenters. Just Thanks, for you. buddy. Such a feeling's coming over me. There is wonder in most everything I see. Not a cloud in the sky. Got the sun in my Won't be surprised if it's a dream Everything I want the world to be Is now coming true especially for me And the reason is clear It's because you are here You're the nearest thing to heaven that I've seen Top of the world 
something in the wind has learned my name and it's telling me that things are not the same in the leaves on the trees and the church of the breeze there's a pleasing sense of happiness for me there is only one wish on my mind when this day is through I hope that I the same for you and me All I need will be mine if you are here I'm on the top of the world again Down on creation and the only explanation I can find Is the love that I've found ever since you've been around Your love's put me at the top Well, no, that was just for you there, Andy. Thanks, the carpet darling. is on top of the world. You are. I am actually this morning because it's such a treat to have world-class elite gymnast Heath Thorpe with us, hanging out, not just a quick fly in for two minutes and nick it off, but to actually hang out. And so, Heath, what that means is whilst we are talking all things gymnastics, and if you do want to ask Heath a question, you can text on 0427569949 or you can email on air at joy.org.au. We're going to go somewhere different, though. We're going to go to the Arias. Well, not literally. That'd be nice if we could. It was it was a good gig this week. And, and the Arias took place um, and they had a massive party because they haven't been able to do that for two years' worth of lockdown. And you one of them, a gag. Like, really looking forward to it. Yeah. And I have to say, the artists we're playing now, this is Baker Boy with a... Uh, What's a G-flip? I'm looking at the computer screen now. <laughs> Baker Boy slash G-flip. Can you... I know I'm old. Come on, explain to G-flip, me. G-flip is another artiste. Mm. Oh, it's not a way of doing your eggs. Like, sunny side up. Oh, no, I'll have my eggs G-flip. That's so dad joke. And it's so not a joke. joke. It's like, a, what is... It was very dad joke. Yeah, very dad joke. <laughs> So Baker Boy, um, an amazing, an amazing indigenous artiste, mm. does a lot of rapping, um, has been a great role model for an awful lot of um, indigenous um, children, musicians, and walked away with five, five awards at the Arias. Five awards? Yeah, so congratulations to, to Baker Boy, well deserved, been on the scene a long time, works tirelessly and I think there's a, there's a gig coming up here in Victoria at um, Hanging Rock where they're going to bring together a whole bunch of um, Indigenous First Nations artists when is it to try and do um, it's before Christmas Ando is there a free ticket for me with my name on it I don't know you have to try you know and find what? it hey fun fact I live 10 minutes from Hanging Rock. Well, there you go. Check out. It's, it's I a- could jump on the quaddy, park it, hide it behind a tree and go. First Nations concerts being organised at Hanging Rock will be amazing. <sighs> and Baker Boy show, mm. phenomenal, great dancer. Are you a Baker Boy fan? I've never heard of them. Have you not? No. Ah, see, very you, call, you call me daddy. Yeah, like not <laughs> very, all very of us good. are just up um, it. So hey, we- back to the Arias. Olivia Newton-John tribute. Yay or nay from you? Yeah, of course. Australian music icon, 
broke so many um, barriers to entry, you know, coming from all the way over in Little Australia to crack America and perform in some of the biggest uh, films and musicals around the world. It was just phenomenal. Cool. Fair enough. And also just the, the way in which, um, you know, some of those songs of the year, the other one that really caught my eye was, was Tones and I. Another great, you know, artiste down from from down here in Mornington. Funky Town, Frankston, uh, Cloudy, yeah, Frankie Town, um, Cloudy Day, one winner of uh, Song of the Year, so phenomenal. And then you know the list of songs there was just really difficult up against people like Vance Joy and Flume. So very good. And the other way, the other big one, <laughs> which I, I love this artiste. So maybe you can give me your view out of this list. I've, I've got the list here for uh, for Heath to look at. The most popular international artists. The people in that category were ABBA, Adele, Billie Eilish, Drake, Ed Sheeran, Harry Styles, La, uh, Lil Nas X, Post Malone, Taylor Swift. The honor went to Harry Styles for oh. Harry's house. Um, who would you have chosen, Heath? I mean, you can never go wrong with ABBA. Um, but at the same time, I'm also still a really big fan of Lil Nas X. He's quite yeah. amazing. He's doing a lot for the queer community, so he's fun. He, he's, I'm, I'm with you. Um, Ada doesn't like ABBA. The, <laughs> the, the, new, the, the song that came out from ABBA mm. on their new track, Voyage, was really good. But I, yeah, Harry Styles has, has done an amazing job. I'm with you. I'm addicted to Lil Nas X's Instagram. Mm-hmm. He, just, he is so colourful. He is so out there. He is mm-hmm. out loud and proud um, and a great, a great performer. Oh, we've got a message in. We were talking just before I asked, what is a G-Flip? A G-Flip, it's a person. And G-Flip apparently is part of our community and was, is dating someone from Selling Sunset on Netflix. Mm, Shut the front door, is it? Oh, you know. Yeah, I know G-Flip. I'm pretty sure they're non-binary. And yeah, they're an incredible artist. Yeah, really wonderful. Very nice. How's that, daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm getting all learned here. Paul always says that I'm the one that it gets taught things in this program. So. We try, I, I'm trying to take Ando on a musical journey. He's got a very um, a very narrow yeah, view. Careful. Narrow my... Well, a lot of stuff he just never heard of, so we're just trying to educate him here on, on Brecky. Oh, you're a shocker. When, when are the Olympics next? Paris 2024. Paris 2024. Mm-hmm. Are you registered? Like, what's the process? Uh, so the first qualification is at World Championships next year, mm-hmm. and we either have to go top 12 as a team yeah. or I have to be one of the eight best gymnasts in the world outside of those top 12 teams. So you're going to have to finish around 20th or 30th in the world to get a spot. Doable from your perspective? Doable, not easy. No. And it has to be a very good day. But we'll see. So just give us an understanding, Heath. I mean, we know you're taking a couple of days off. What does a normal day in your life look or a normal week look like? Because, mm-hmm. you know, as an elite athlete, you're, you're in the gym or you're training like so often. But what does that actually look like? Yeah. Um, as you guys mentioned, I, well, I attempt to study. So I'm still in university. Yeah. But I train around 25 to 30 hours per week. So it's roughly, I don't know, like 10 sessions a week. Um, and my busiest day is a Tuesday, Thursday. I go into the gym. 7 to 9 a.m., come home, do a little bit of study, whatever else I have to do, and then I go back from 4 to 7 to 8. It just really is, depends. Oh, is there a nap somewhere in the middle of the Oh, night? there's always naps. I cannot oh. get away without a nap. There's Listen no to your voice. It's like I've just shown you the most beautiful thing in the world. You just croon over a nap. Uh-huh. I love a nap. How about- long? Sorry, Paul. To go I, I try to stick to around 45 minutes to an hour at most, um, but also like a 15-minute power nap does wonders. I'd love a nana nap oh, in the afternoon. Too. Wouldn't that be great? So good. Oh. And, and, and so what, what does that mean in terms of 
gym work for for strength versus actually technical stuff mm. on the apparatus. Heath. I think it's like probably sixty to forty percent, sixty percent strength, and then forty percent work on the apparatus because your body needs to be so conditioned to take the impact of what we do. It's actually more important to have the conditioning behind you. Wow, is that like, is there a particular sort of injury or something that knocks you into retirement in gymnastics? Like, if I use netball for example, mm. knees, mm. that's that constant stop-start jarring. What's the kind of knockouts? Um, I mean, it kind of just varies. I think shoulder recos are always a big one to come back from, oh, yeah. especially oh. with like the rings and stuff. Oh, it's really, yes. really hard. Um, ACLs aren't fun to come back from either. But oh, shout they take out forever. Shout out to one of my friends, Clay Stevens. Um, he has come back from three ACLs and just competed the world championships for me yeah wow. he's incredible um so yeah um what just i have to ask you when when you go on the rings and you, you hold that cross position <laughs> oh i can't do the cross it it, it looks like impossible uh, it is for me everyone else does it really well but i can't do it <laughs> paul if you're playing along at home paul just held his arms out like he was <laughs> baby that's, G. that's what you have to do <laughs> and, and, like and, that. Then what? Like and you just hang there or you've got to spin around or Wait, do something you, you, you lower your well, hey you can you can talk he's to talking it. about the cross so basically it's like you start in a support position so with your arms by your side and then mm. you have to lower to your arms are out at horizontal like flat and then you have to like hold your body weight up but like the rings move so it's quite difficult as to why oh. i suck at it but people are really incredible on rings not me impossible but, yeah. impossible Feels like um, and let's go back to your, your daily routine. One thing is that another question I had is nutrition. Mm-hmm. How careful do you have to be about what you eat? Um, I think we're pretty like educated on what's good for our bodies and what's not. I try not to like regulate my food too much just because like I just enjoy my food and I yeah. don't want to like have a relationship with it where I'm analyzing everything. Yeah. So, you know, I make sure I get my protein intake and I eat really well before and after sessions. But if I want my treats or whatever, my junk food, so you call it, I will have a favorite um, trait. Chocolate. Chocolate? Yeah. You're a candy oh, man. Big, big yeah. chocolate fan. Yeah. Wow. Me too. Me too. Yeah. A massive, massive chocolate fan. Yeah. That's- um, Heath, we're out of time. Um, it's been so wonderful to actually meet you. Thank you for coming in to the Victorian Prize Centre here in St Kilda. Um, we are so impressed with your success. Um, you. And we'll, we'll be following you uh, as you go into next year. Um, please, 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 next time you're in Melbourne... Pop in. We'd love to see you. I'd love to. And we'll need to make sure we get some records that we can actually with records. Records. Listen we to can Papa. <laughs> Papa Paul over We can there. actually get some tracks onto the system so we can play some Sorry, of your- We've got one good one in there. Your so. motivational stuff. Yeah, um, sounds good. But very, very best of luck for, for next year. Thank you so for much. all the qualifying you to do. And uh, yeah, Australia's behind you, mate. Thanks. I appreciate it. I can feel it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.